Uh, if you'd take your Bibles and open up to Matthew chapter 11, uh, we'll be hanging out towards the end of chapter 11. Um, I don't know if uh, you've done this or this has happened to you, um, but you see someone, uh, you see them in a hallway or in a store, <clears throat> and you, you're kind of in a hurry, uh, and you, you look to them and you, you see them and you acknowledge them by saying, hey, how's it going? And uh, anticipating their answer, uh, you, you're, you're walking, you say, how's it going? And they, they respond with, terrible. And you say, glad to hear it. And you keep going. And then later you go, did they say terrible? I don't think that was the right response. Uh, I think about that as I, I've been stu- we've been studying through the book of Matthew. And Jesus is talking to them about his kingdom. He is presenting it to them and himself as king. And it's, it's like they already have the answer in their mind. I, I know what you're all about. I know what it is to follow after God. I know it's it's working really hard and being really good and being the best and always being the greatest and checking off all the boxes. And I've got it. I've got it. So great. I'm glad to hear it. And and they they're moving on. And Jesus keeps coming back to some similar messages saying, you don't have it. Let me explain it to you again. Uh, let me explain to you what it is to be a part of my kingdom. This morning, uh, we're going to handle another one of those passages uh, that talks to us about um, what it is to follow after Christ, what it is to uh, have him and the benefits of relationship with him and his kingdom. Please stand in honor of God's word, and I'd like to read to you, starting at verse 25. God's word says this, and at that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, and such is your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God, uh, bless us with your word. Help us to understand the words of your Son that we might understand what it is and enjoy the relationship that's found uh, through him and in him uh, with you and that that alone. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus, we looked at the last couple of weeks. Jesus spoke of particular cities that were known to be morally upright, uh, religious cities, And he compared them to ones that were known to be dirty cities. And he said it would be better uh, for those dirty cities on the day of judgment than those who are self-righteous, those who are morally upright but doing it on their own. 
It's a shocking message. And then Jesus follows it up with telling us this message in verse 25. And this is the gratitude of Jesus. And he's thankful for something that's uh, unusual to us. And it doesn't seem right, to be honest with you. That that, that feeling of like, I I know what Jesus is going to say here. And he says it and you go, that's not what I expected. In fact, as I, I meditate on it more, it doesn't fit with my theology. It doesn't fit. And as we look at it this morning, I want to just encourage you to let Jesus be Jesus. Let him, let, let him say what he wants to say, okay? Don't tell him what he can and can't say. Uh, don't, uh, don't look to him and say, well, well, that's not fair. You being the holy God come in the flesh. And you tell them, you can and can't do this, okay? That's, that's dangerous on our part. Uh, it may show a few things about us as well. The gratitude of Jesus, verse 25. Uh, he says this short prayer, this uh, relationship with the Father and the Son. And he thanks Him for something specific. He says this, I thank you, Father, and Lord of heaven and earth. Meaning, Lord over all. Lord over that which we can or can't see, and that which we can see. That, as they're walking in, in the places, in the actual ground in cities where Jesus was sharing, He says, you're Lord down here. You're, you're, you're in charge of all that's down here, but also in heaven as well. He says, I, I thank you in this relationship with the Father to the Son, but He thanks Him for some specific, really one specific thing. He says, Lord of heaven, that you have hidden these things. You've hidden these things. He doesn't say specifically what these things are. But as you look at it in context and context of the book. He is sharing about relationship with him and his kingdom. He's sharing on the way to participate in his kingdom and to be with him. And this should be a, a Something that we go, this is what I want to talk about. This is what I want to make sure that I have right. This is what I want to enjoy in this life is to be in relationship with him. And so he, he says this and it says, wait, you you hid that? You've hidden these things? That doesn't seem right. And he also says who he's hidden them from. He says, from the wise and understanding. From the wise and understanding. Uh, it gives a picture of those with intellect or those with knowledge. or The, the smart people, if you will. And Jesus says, I, I'm thankful that you have hidden these things from those people. From the smart people. From those who understand life. For those who, who grasp all that it is. And then he also says, and revealed them, these, these same things, to little children. To little children. Do you remember when you were two and three? You remember the pictures and you have these fuzzy recollections of what happened. And you have these stories that your parents and your older siblings tell about yourself. Um, some of you were a handful. Some of you still are a handful, but uh, twos and threes, you know, they don't call it the terrible twos for nothing. You know, you know about stereotypes, you know, you know how people, that things get stereotypes. Uh, they're mostly true. They're mostly true. 
And at Bear Valley Church, the terrible twos and some, some creep into the threes, it's true here as well. Um, we're, we're not exceptional in that. We are uh, stereotypical in that. Uh, but, but you think about that. You think way back there and you go, oh, I'm done with that. I'm over that. I've, I've grown out of that phase. I've figured it out. I no longer do those things anymore. I'm more polished and cleaned up. And now I'm an adult. I am mature and I can handle. Um, I don't throw temper tantrums anymore. For the most part. <laughs> At least not in public or in the grocery store, right? Yeah. Uh, Listen to this. Listen to this. Jesus is sharing. He puts side by side. He puts those who have wisdom, understanding, intellect, knowledge. He puts those and he says, puts those right next to those who are small. Those who are unknowing. Maybe even those who can't make articulate things come out of their mouth. Baby talk, if you will. And he says, and, and, and Jesus says this and it, it just you know, it makes us uh, shiver and you say, I don't get it. You, you mean Jesus, he says, I'm glad you hid these things from the smart people, from the trained people, from the people who think they understand and, and are, are grappling with the big things of life. But you have not hidden them from the little children. <clears throat> and it would be helpful for us to understand this as types. The smart people, the great people, the educated people, the intellectual people type that those types of people and the little children types those who are simple those who don't quite get it all the time those who are immature those who maybe are just struggling they put them side by side and jesus isn't just even saying the fact he says i'm grateful for it i'm thankful that you've hidden it from the smart people i want to tell you um this is just a hard passage for us to understand. Verse 26 follows it up with, Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. This was your plan. You're good and perfect, and I understand it, and it's beautiful, and it's, it's wonderful. And you say, well, what does this mean for us? Let me tell you. Um, we struggle with these things at Bear Valley Church. What makes you great? What makes you great? And when I say what makes you great, what makes you personally great? What is it that uh, if someone says, what are you great at? What would you say? Everyone has something. Everyone has something. We, we, we go around here and we, a lot of times we talk amongst ourselves and we introduce ourselves like this. So, so what do you do? And you say, uh, I work at such and such company. I'm a manager there. These are the employees that I have. This is the amount of education that I have. I graduated from this school. It's funny to me. I was thinking about that this morning. Um, so I went to the master's college. But I also went to Santa Barbara City College. And I, I was thinking about this. When people ask me where I went to school, I never say... Santa Barbara City College. I, and and it's, it's just a subconscious thing. I'm telling you now, you know, like if someone says, well, did, did you go anyplace? Oh, yeah, I went to Santa Barbara City College. 
But it just doesn't sound as good. You know. You know, where where are you going to school? BC. You know. BC. A V. Pierce College. You know, you say, well, where is it that you go? And some of you sheepishly say, I graduated from a very prestigious school, the School of Hard Knocks. And I have the scars to prove it, you know. I need to say this. I need to say this. Bear Valley Church is a church of people who think they're great. And, and we struggle with that here. We struggle with that. We, we talk about our accomplishments. We talk about our work experience, our skills. And we say, yeah, I'm great at that. I, I can do that. I, I'm super at that. We, we, love, <clears throat> we love studying the scripture sometimes. But it's not so that God can reform our heart and make us more humble servants, but to be proud people who have all the right answers. I've studied that book in depth. In depth. I know it all. We struggle with this, this issue of greatness. And I I come from a land of greatness. I grew up in Santa Barbara. And... City of braggarts. That's what it should say on the, the, the line. My parents are here. Forgive me for doing this to them. Uh, they still live in Santa Barbara. But um, uh, we, we, we always talk about where we went to school. We talk about our accomplishments. We talk about what we could do. And we find our greatness in those things. And then we read a passage like this where Jesus says, those who are wise and understanding, those who have been educated, those who have this, I, I'm glad you hid it from them and, and have given it to the little babies. I look at that and I go, you know what? Sometimes our, our experience, our, our education is a hindrance from us embracing Jesus. Being a part of his kingdom. You say, yeah, I'm glad I didn't go to college. Now that Pastor Kevin's going off on it right now. <laughs> some, of you, some of you say it in different ways, don't you? I've been this for 30 years. 30 years. Saying, you know nothing of what you're talking about because I have 30 years of experience doing it. I want to tell you, as Jesus shares this, he shares the heart of our Savior. And he says, I'm thankful that this is not about your education. This is not about some kind of beauty contest where uh, I don't accept you into my kingdom unless you have the right degree or you look right or you've got it all figured out. In fact, you won't find the door. I, I was thinking uh, as we were um, as we were singing, this line keeps sticking out to me. All other ground is sinking sand. Do you believe that? We, we've already sung it. But, but as we approach his kingdom this morning and we are hearing from Jesus and we're saying, Jesus, you should only take the smart people in your kingdom or your kingdom will be weak. It should be those who are wise and understand. There should be some kind of test at the door. And unless you check the right boxes, you don't get it. I had experience uh, for a while. I was um, licensed as an 
insurance salesman. And they make you go through this test. I had to uh, go down to San Francisco, a big high-rise building, and I went to this office. And, um, and there's probably 50, 60 people in the room taking this test on computers, and, and you're going and you're clicking through things. And, but, but, but before you, uh, you get, this lady stands up there in a, a, a heavy accent, she, she goes through about 30 things and 30 warnings. If you do this, you will fail. If you do this, you will fail. If you do this, you will fail. And, it was, and I started laughing about halfway through, and I go, guess what? I might fail. <laughs> and, and we think, and what's interesting about it, just because I checked the right boxes, just because I passed and didn't make an... Uh, I got in. I I got to pass it. And Jesus, we think in our minds, that just seems logical. That there should be some kind of test that we have to get through and navigate through our own brains and abilities. And then Jesus will bring us into his kingdom. And Jesus said, "Um, actually, if you find yourself to be smart, it's a hindrance might keep you from my kingdom, might cause you to not be able to find it. Um, you say, well, do you have to be dumb to be a Christian? Some people already say that, right? If they check your mind, you know, throw it out the window and just believe in Jesus. <laughs> um, no, no. But if you're trusting in your smarts, if, if that's what's going to get you, you, you will, you'll never come to know Jesus. If that's the most important thing about you, you, you'll never come to know Jesus. If you have too much personality that says that this is what's going to get me by in life, you'll never come to Jesus. If, you're, if your experience is what you cling to, you'll never come to Jesus because you will put your trust in these other things. And so Jesus... He thanks the Father. As the Son, He thanks the Father that it's hidden. He's hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. And He he, he glories and He says, this is your beautiful, gracious plan, your will. It's not an IQ test or a beauty contest. It's a will of God that He would take those who are small who don't understand, who can't figure it out, and to bring them into his kingdom. He goes from uh, this idea right here to talk about his own authority and relationship, the authority of Jesus in verse 27. He says, all things have been handed over to me by my Father. And you, you get this picture in the incarnation of Jesus as he is with the Father and apart from us down here, as he comes to earth, there's this handing over of the kingdom to him by the, from the Father to the Son. And as the Father has authority, he hands it to the Son. And he speaks of his relationship that he has with the Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father. That's this most intimate knowledge relationship that this uh that the father has for the son and then vice versa and no one knows the father except the son and then he says this another difficulty for us to embrace 
that it's anyone Jesus chooses. And then he says, and to any, anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. As he speaks of this relationship, this intimacy with the Father and the Son, you say, well, how can I get in? How can I have relationship with the Father through the Son? It seems like I'm, I'm left on the outside. Maybe it's even hidden from me. And it's a, Jesus says this, and anyone the Son chooses to reveal it. That is, Jesus does His work, His choosing work. He does this in such a way that He brings people into this relationship. What's such a struggle for us is, as I look at that, I said, I thought I was in charge. I thought I was the one. I thought I was deciding and Jesus was presenting Himself. And I go, we'll see if I like you. You know, I'll let you be king. I'll let you be king. Uh, we get the picture that we are not in charge, but the son is. And this is his revealing. Well, th- those two, uh, two verses, they're very uncomfortable for me. First of all, he sets aside those who have anything figured out. And he sets them aside and he says, this is for little ones, babies, those who don't have. And I said, boy, that that doesn't sound like something that I would have said. I I would have had a different standard. And then I I would have said in a situation like this, that anyone who chooses, anyone who chooses, but he said it differently. He said, anyone the son chooses. And and I want to ask you, I want to ask you, can Jesus say that? Can Jesus say that? And you say, well, he did. He did. Let me say it this way. Can Jesus say that to you? Can Jesus say that to you? We, uh, in in our proud heart, um, we will get up and walk away if someone says the wrong thing to us. We will explode in their face uh, if they push the right button. And if you're a little sibling, you know the right buttons to push. Uh, I want to ask you, can Jesus say this to you? Are you okay with this? And the answer that we should come up with, well, I guess I have to be. He's Jesus. He's my God. He's my Lord. And so I I may not understand everything, but I humbly come and I, I want my ears to listen and for me to hear. There's this amazing transition that's going to come. And I want these verses to sit with you. Okay, let's move on. What does he say next? What does he say next? Come to me. Come to me. As Jesus spoke these difficult words to whoever was in the crowd at this time, and whoever would hear them, and for us this morning, for us to hear them, He says, come to me, come to me. This is Jesus. This is the greatest offer you're ever going to receive. Come to me, come to me. And, And who is to come? Who is this offer for? Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Who is that? Think about that right now. Who is that? 
the people who are lost in sin, who are lost in sin, up to their eyeballs, immorality, uh, you know, they're lying and cheating and they're uh, abusing people right and left and they're just living for themselves. You, you know what people tell me in the, in the honest moments? When they're out partying, they don't say much at all, much they, don't, they give no thought to life. They're out there just doing it, making it happen. But when they're honest in the day after or the morning after, they say, my life's terrible. My life is hard. I feel so empty and alone. My, my, it's hard to go. In fact, part of the reason that I party is so I, I won't have to think about how burdensome my life is. I, I want to somehow numb the pain. You know what Jesus says to that person? Come to me. Come to me. You who are, are burdened, heavy laden, and your life is wearisome, you come to me. But in this context, who's he been talking to and with? The moral people, the moral people, the educated, the wise and understanding. You know what? That's a heavy burden to bear as well. Self-righteousness is a killer. It's a it's a ton of bricks on our shoulders because you know what? We're going to always do it all right. We're, we're always going to, we're going to figure out a way by organization and by diligence and just uh, pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. We're going to figure out how to do everything right. There's a burden to that. There's a burden to that that says you have to wake up every morning and you've got to figure out how to win favor with God. I want to tell you, there's a burden to that. It, it, it's awful. It's awful, and it's awful for you, and it's awful for the people around you, by the way, too. Because you start imposing all that, and you're trying to keep everything in line, and no chaos will enter into your world, and everyone's exhausted around you. And you're exhausting yourself. You know what Jesus says to you? Come to me. Come to me. This is the answer. For the one who is lost in sin and marked as the dirty person, this is the answer. Jesus says, come to me. And for those of us who think we are good enough and we can somehow be great enough that we can do it all on our own, Jesus says, abandon that, abandon that, and come to me. Come to me. Uh, That's really all the further I want to go this morning. Um, I'm going to do a double preaching of this last verse, okay? Uh, I think we need to. Some of you aren't planning on coming next week, so I wanted to get it into you earlier. Some of, some people didn't come this week, and so I wanted to make sure I got them next week, okay? This is so important for us as Bear Valley Church. I want to just give you what you get with Jesus. Look at uh, verse 28, verse 28. The last word, the last word. Rest, rest. Your sin's exhausting. 
whether it's the sinful, sinful type or the righteous, sinful type. It's exhausting. And Jesus says, come to me. And guess what you'll get? You'll get rest. You'll get rest. Um, let's pick it up next week. Let's pick it up next week. But it, if God's working on your heart right now and uh, it's time for you to give up your self-righteous ways or your sinful ways, let's do it today. Let's come to him. Cry out to him. He says, come to me. He's calling to you. Come to me. And I will give you rest. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the feast of your word. And God, help us to embrace your words and not mix them with your our own. So often we want to reformulate what you're saying and how you're saying it and try to somehow clean up your words so that's more palatable to us. Lord, forgive us. God, may we hear clearly that we do not have the resources in and of ourselves to follow after you and have a place in your kingdom. And that we would hear your call, the call of our Savior, the call of our King saying, come, come to me. You'll get rest. God, I pray if we stubbornly will not come to you, I pray that you continue to give us a weary life, that it would draw us to yourself. God, thank you for each one here. Glorify yourself and your church as we walk with you this week. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. You are dismissed.